Hello, listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of the Nigeria Football Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Ola OK. Today is episode 59, and yet again, we've had an eventful week of football all over Europe as the climax of the season um, comes about. Um, we also have the news to bring you from the NFF, which was announced on Sunday that Nigeria have appointed Jose Pacero, the Portuguese coach, as the new national team head coach on a 12-month deal. Um, so without any further ado, let's get into it. So what are the things we know so far? Jose Becerra has finally been announced as the Nigeria head coach. We know he was initially supposed to take over um, after the Africa Cup of Nations, which Eguavon was the caretaker manager for. Um, but because of how they deemed Eguavon's performance, even though he got knocked out of the round of 16, they decided to continue with Eguavon for the crucial World Cup qualifiers against Ghana. And we all know how that went in the end so that's all done now and obviously in light of what i brought last week with the nff owing grenot raw um a lot of money for his salary for his contract being terminated early i think that's played a part in the thinking behind them offering jose pacero just a 12-month contract so if we're thinking about 12 months from now i'm not quite sure if that means it would run up until the summer next year when the afcon 2023 takes place or if it's before AFCON 2023. But you like to think that NFF, even with all the issues they have, they're at least smart enough to offer the man a contract right up until AFCON. So all his tasks ahead, qualify for AFCON with the qualifier starting in June. Um, also, I have to announce that Sao Tome and Principe will no longer be one of our opponents in the AFCON qualification group. They've been replaced by Mauritius, who won their appeal against Sao Tome and Principe. I'm not sure exactly what the reasons were, but that means that to be honest, there should be no issues for not qualifying. I mean, I know Mauritius has beautiful women and beautiful beaches, but I don't believe their football team should be proving a threat or posing any sort of a threat to the Super Eagles of Nigeria. What else does Pizarro have to contend with? We've got a few friendly games, so it's been announced that he will take charge for the friendly games against Mexico and Ecuador, um, starting in literally just over a week. So the day after the Champions League final, which is on May 28th, on May 29th, Nigeria played a friendly game against Mexico in the USA. What's also been announced, Finidi George will come in to become the first assistant of the national team. Um, I think that's an interesting appointment. He was Enyimba's coach last season. I'm not sure how well Enyimba did in the MPFL, but um, I kind of like the idea of them keeping one of the legends of the game who's done really well for us. Although if you look at Enyimba's performances in the league, they only managed to finish sixth. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, Salis Yusuf remains within the setup. I don't know what this man has done to the NFF that they must keep him in by any means necessary, despite his corrupt corruption past. He's the second assistant and he'll remain the head coach of the Chan and other 23 teams, which just seems ridiculous. Uh, Usman Abdallah is the third assistant and Eboboritse Oweja Momere will be the match analyst and former Nigeria goalkeeper 
Ikeshiro will be the goalkeeper trainer. I don't know what his credentials are, but it's NFF. Let's see how it goes, guys. Uh, so, yeah, anything to be aware of with Pacero? Well, he was a forward in his playing days, but he never played higher than the Portuguese second division. Um, he's had a bit more success as a coach, uh, but he's not been the most successful coach by any means. But his club sheet looks all right. You know, he was Alali's manager between 2015 and 2016. He also managed Porto briefly in 2016 and managed Braga as well. Um, and he was also Sporting Lisbon's manager in 2018. So that's two, in fact, three of the biggest four clubs in Portugal that he's managed. So he must have some credentials about him. Between 2020 and 2021, he was Venezuela's head coach, um, but his win percentage was only 10%. Although, to be fair to him, you could argue that Venezuela and Bolivia are by far the worst teams in South America, where you contend with having to face Argentina, Brazil, Ecuador, Uruguay, Chile, Colombia, Paraguay. Like They've got some serious powerhouses in South America. So it's not like Africa where you've been playing some friendly games against or some qualification games against Sierra Leone or, you know, uh, having to play Burundi, you know, like you're going against the heavyweights all the time. So let's just reserve all judgment till we see him actually um, get in the dugout and how he performs. I'm also hoping that with him coming in, we could just see people be appointed to the national team on merit, like call up players based on if they really deserve to be called up. And that would be amazing to see. But yeah, we wish Jose Pacero all the best. I mean, we need it. It's a shame we have no World Cup to contend with. But look, you have to bounce back. And no matter what, if you're Nigerian, you're Nigerian. It's never going to change. So we wish them all the best as they prepare for AFCON qualifiers and also the friendly games against Mexico and Ecuador. So yeah, moving on to the league performances for the week, starting with the Premier League as usual. Leicester City's Ademola Lukman started and Kelechi Anacho was an new sub last week Wednesday in a 3-0 dropping over Norwich at home. And then both of them were on new subs over the weekend as Leicester thrashed Watford 5-1 away. Um, to be honest, Leicester looked really, really good, especially Jamie Vardy, Madison and Harvey Barnes. Next up for Leicester, they played Chelsea away on Thursday night. So let's see if any of them come into the team. And then they round up the Premier League season on Sunday with a home game against Southampton, who earlier tonight lost 2-1 to Liverpool to keep Liverpool in the title race going into the final day of the season. Alex Robbie's Everton, um, he played well in a 0-0 draw away to Watford last week, Wednesday. Um, and he also started again in a 3-2 loss at home to Brentford on Sunday. To be fair, they were a bit unlucky because they went 1-0 up through Richarlison. No, Dominic Cavalier, it was an issue Richarlison's goal they gave the DCL. And then they had this young centre-back who was playing brainwave. And he just, he got sent off after like 20 minutes, just making a ridiculous foul on Ivan Tony. So they had to play the majority of the game with 10 men and they just couldn't hold out. So fair play to Brentford. Um, they play Crystal Palace at home on Thursday night. So that's an opportunity for them to, if they win the game, they will confirm their safety in the Prem. Um, simply because at the moment, they're two points ahead of Burley and one point ahead of Leeds. So if they win their game in hand, we know what that means. Uh, I, I'm be, I'm very worried for Leeds United, but to be honest, I'm worried about Arsenal <laughs> after what happened this week, which I'll touch on anyway. And then Everton finished the league season playing Arsenal away on Sunday. So we'll see how that game goes. On the 19th, moving on to Watford, we know where they are, already relegated. Samakalu did start um, their home game against Everton, which was 0-0, and the table came up for the final minute. And then Kalu started yet again over the weekend in the 5-1 loss to Leicester. 
Atabo came on for the final 10 minutes and he gave away the ball for one of Harvey Barnes's goal. Honestly, man, Atabo does not look like prem quality. And I mean, it's been a disaster. But anyway, last game of the season for Watford, they go away to Chelsea. So we could say that they're pretty much dead and gone because there's no way they're getting any points from that game. And unfortunately, it looks like Frank Kierkegaard's season is over because he's still injured for Brentford. Other fixtures to be aware about in the Prem last week, Wednesday, Chelsea beat Leeds United 3 0. That pretty much still Champions League qualification for them. Um, Man City thrashed Wolves 5 1. Kevin De Bruyne scored four goals. Incredible, incredible performance. On Thursday, <laughs> Arsenal capitulated and lost 3 0 to Tottenham. We're not going to talk too much about that. And then on Sunday, Tottenham then beat Burnley 1 0 to pretty much guaranteed. Well, they need one point to qualify for the Champions League on the final day. Um, Aston Villa drew 1 on Crystal Palace. Leeds United got a last-minute equaliser to draw 1-1 at home to Brighton, which pretty much kept them just above Burnley in the relegation zone. Um, and West Ham drew 2-2 against Manchester City. They were 2-0 up at halftime, but Man City clawed their way back. And Mahrez missed the late penalty, which would have won the game for Man City. Wolverhampton drew 1-1 with Norwich on Sunday as well. Um, and then earlier on Monday night, yesterday... <laughs> Arsenal, they lost 2-0 to Newcastle. So, Champions League is pretty much done for Arsenal. Um, as I already mentioned, earlier today, Liverpool beat Southampton 2-1 um, to pretty much take the league, the, the the race for the title to the last day of the season. So, last day of the season is on Sunday, but before then, there are three games in hand. Everton play Crystal Palace, which I already mentioned, involving our player. Aston Villa played Burnley at home. If Burnley can get some points from that, they will leapfrog Leeds United because of Leeds United's terrible goal difference. And then Chelsea play Leicester on Thursday. And then final game of the season, 4 p.m. on Sunday, Arsenal host Everton at the Emirates. Brentford host Leeds United. That's going to be a tough game for Leeds. Brighton host West Ham. Burnley play Newcastle at Tofma, so Burnley would fancy their chances. Chelsea host Watford at Stamford Bridge. Crystal Palace play Man United. Um, at Sellers Park. So that's going to be a tough game for Man United. Leicester hosts Southampton at King Power. Liverpool wrap up their season at home at Anfield against Wolverhampton. Manchester City play against Aston Villa. So there's obviously a storyline if Steven Gerrard could be able to help Liverpool win the league. But I'm pretty sure Man City are going to thrash them 4 or 5 0. And then Norwich play Tottenham um, at Carroll Road. Um, I mean, the only chance Arsenal could make top four is if Norwich somehow win against Tottenham, but I'm pretty sure Tottenham will thrash Norwich. So, Europa League it is for Arsenal, you know, no tears to be shared. But it's not been a good football year for me, considering Nigeria or Arsenal. But we go again. Football, there's always new games, new seasons, and new challenges to take your mind away from it. Moving on to Syria, Victor Simeon scored his 14th Syria goal of the season. What was quite a brilliant header and a 3-0 win over Genoa. Just crossing from Di Lorenzo, attacked the ball with ferociousness and just nodded it right into the bottom left corner of the goal. I mean, I would love to have a striker look at Osimet at Arsenal, who could just dominant in the air, dominant on his feet. Seven goals. He scored seven of his league goals with his head. He scored seven with his foot. So pretty impressive. He'll be in Champions League next season as long as no one signs him in the summer. So we really look forward to seeing how Osimet performs in the tournament. Um, next up for them, they wrap up the season away to Spezia on Sunday. Ola Aina started and played excellently well in a 1-0 win for Torino against Verona uh, away on Saturday. Um, they wrap up their season on Friday night against Roma. 
Um, I believe this is being done because Roma will be playing in the UEFA Conference Conference League final one week from tomorrow. So Wednesday next week. So probably to give them a bit of time to prepare for that game. Joel B. Salernitana, he actually started the game in a 1-1 draw away to Empoli on Saturday. They need one point from their final game at home against Udinese to avoid relegation. So big, big effort for Salernitana. And it's always nice to at least have a Super Eagles player or ex-Super Eagles player continue to remain in one of the top leagues. Speaking of relegation, Venezia's David Okereke and Tony Boehi, they've been relegated to Serie B after a 1-1 draw away to Roma. David Okereke actually scored the goal in that game. Um, and Tony Boehi came on for the last 10 minutes. Um, they're both on loan to Venezia, so we'll see what happens with both of them next season. I can see Okereke getting a good move because he's had a decent season. And Boehi will go back to Benfica and we'll see what happens with him and the next stage of his career. If I'm him, I would do what he did last season and go back to the Dutch league and play for one of the better teams because he was at 20 last season and started almost all their games. So I think that would be the sensible move, but we'll see what happens. They wrap up their season on Sunday at home to Cagliari. Um, so that should be an interesting game. Moving on to La Liga, Samuel Chukweze started in a 5-1 win over Raya Vallecano on Thursday night. Um, and he also started over the weekend in a 2-1 loss to Real Sociedad. And their final game of the season is on Sunday away to Barcelona. And they need to win that game to get into the Conference League. If not, there'll be no Europe for them this season. As is that Oshua last Barcelona women's team finished the league with 30 wins from 30 games. Um, she came on for the final 28 minutes in this 2-1 win over Atletico Madrid. Um, Rajidat Ajibare was playing for Atletico Madrid and she looked quite lively. Positively, Azza Oshuala, despite her injuries, has finished as the Pichichi top scorer in the in La Liga. Um, so she's joint with the player I mentioned from Real Madrid last week. Um, so they've got a big, big game this weekend. They'll be playing in the UEFA Women's Champions League final on Saturday against Lyon. Hopefully we can see Oshuala start the game or at least make a telling contribution like she did last year. Um, and what an amazing season she's had and she's having. And then we know that in the summer, she'll be battling it out in the African Women's Nations Cup for Nigeria. So that should be nice preparation for her. Moving on to Umar Sadiq. Umar Sadiq's Amiria are still top of the league um, after a 2-0 win over Real Sociedad's B team on Friday night. They will get promoted this weekend if they win at home to Alcoyon on Saturday, which is where Nwakali was on loan last season. So it'll be nice to finally report on Omar Sadiq playing in La Liga rather than Segunda. So congratulations are in order for him. In the Bundesliga, Tyra Awoni reached 15 league goals for the season, as I predicted, after scoring two goals on Saturday in their final game of the season in a home win over Bookham. They won 3-2 and they secured Europa League football. It's really me unlucky because they only missed out on Champions League football by one point. You know, so it's still crazy to me that he somehow wasn't caught up for the national team. But I'll reserve judgment until I see the actual Africa Cup of Nations qualifier list. Kevin Abogma's Hoffenheim, he started as they lost 5-1 to Borussia Mönchengladbach away on Saturday. So they've ended their season quite dismally, but they finish in ninth place. So not that bad. They go again next season and we'll see how they do. Dixon Abiyama was an unused sub for Greta Furt as they got bin back to second division in Germany, losing 2-1 to Auburg on the final game of the season. In League 1, Moses Simon was on new sub on Wednesday night, last week Wednesday, in a 2-1 win over Rennes at home. Um, and that was probably because the, he just won the French Cup a few days before. And then he started on Saturday night as they lost 3-2 away to Lyon um, in the league. But they're very, very comfortable. They're ninth. So they'll wrap up the season on Saturday against already relegated Saint-Étienne at home. Um, and then Terramofian and Innocent Bonke, 
Mofi started the game as they're now officially safe in League R for the season. They drew nil nil to Bordeaux away on Saturday night in a big relegation six-pointer. Bordeaux are now relegated and Bonke was on a new sub in the game so they can relax and play their final game at home to Troyes. Um, been an off-season for Terry Mofi. I mean, he scored 14 league goals last season and this season I think he's on nine. So it's been a bit of a drop. I don't know if he'll be in demand yet, but I like seeing him play for a team that challenges more than, you know, battles for relegation. But anyway, all good from our league, from our top five leagues um, and pretty good performances, particularly Taiwa Wani, you know, Victor Sime as always. Um, so not really much complaints from us. And of course, as that Oshuala with her big game coming up. And then moving on to the other leagues in Europe, starting with the Premier League as usual. Zedu Sarasi started in the final game of the season for Porto in a 2-0 win over Estoril at home. You know, it was more of a victory procession after they won the league last week, courtesy of Zedu Sarasi's great goal, as I mentioned. Next game for them, they played Tondela on Sunday in the Portuguese Cup final. So a great opportunity for Porto to win the double, and I'm pretty sure they'll do that. Sarasi is also one of the Nigerians that were guaranteed to see in the Champions League next season. So that's always positive and looking forward to him continue to push on in both his club career and also for the national team. In Dutch Raider VZ, we saw Cyril Dezes on the bench in a 1-0 win over go-ahead Eagles away last week Wednesday. And then he scored on Sunday as they lost 2-1 to 20 at home um, in the league. Um, I mean, their season pretty much over now. So they could just concentrate on the UEFA Conference League final against Jose Mourinho's Roma which will be taking place next week, Wednesday, on the 25th of May. So look forward to how Dezis performs in that one. It's quite nice to have Nigerian players playing in some of the showpiece continental finals in Europe. Yes, would have liked to see one in the Champions League with Samo Chikweze, but hey, you know, he made the semi-finals, so we can't really complain on that one. And then we've got Dezis for Feyenoord, obviously, so hopefully he could pull one over Mourinho and win a continental crown for Feyenoord. Maduka Okoye... Kept another clean sheet um, on Monday. I mean, last week, Wednesday, as they beat PC's wall 3-0. He made three saves in the game as well. And officially on Sunday, Maduka helped Sparta Rotterdam avoid relegation. He made four four saves in a 3-1 win over Heracles away. Um, So Sparta Rotterdam are safe. They'll be remaining in Dutch Redivisie. Maduka was given a hero send-off. I mean, it was really, really touching to see considering the ways Nigerians try to treat him sometimes, even though he's by far our best goalkeeping option. In the summer, we know we move into Watford, so I will be covering some of the championship performances next season, considering he's our number one goalkeeper, and hopefully he could help Watford bounce back straight into the Premier League. Watford also announced Ben Foster will be leaving the club at the end of the season, so I think that does Madoka Okoye's chances of becoming the number one a world of good. So watch this space. Alassane Yusuf started on Thursday night for Royal Antwerp in a 2-1 loss to Anderlecht and he also came off the bench on Sunday as they lost 3-1 to Club Bruges so they've kind of ended the season with the win part to be fair they've lost their last four games well Alassane Yusuf's had a really really good season I mean finishing top four in the Belgian league and also starting the vast majority of games in your first game and in your first year in what's a better league considering where he was coming from um, it's really really remarkable um, and they end their season away on Sunday against Union Saint-Gilois officially finished second because Club Bruges have won the title. Polonoachu's Genk lost 2-0 um, to Ghent at home on Sunday. Um, so they've ended their season with a bit of a whimper as well. 
and they end their season playing KV Mechelen away on Saturday. On to the Scottish Premiership. Last week Wednesday, we saw Calvin Bassey get an assist as him and Joe Aribo started in a 4-1 win for Rangers um, over Ross County at home on Wednesday. Balogu also played the whole second half of that game. And then on Saturday, we saw Leon Balogu start with Bassi and Aribo rested as they beat Hearts 3-1 away on Saturday to wrap up their league. They finished second, but we know they've got the big one. Rangers will be playing in the UEFA Europa League final tomorrow night against Eintracht Frankfurt in Seville. Probably the biggest game Rangers have had in a long, long time. I'll say in over 20 years for sure, easily. And we know what's at stake. If they win the game, they get into the Champions League. I do have to admit, Eintracht Frankfurt are probably slight favourites here. But, I mean, when you see what Rangers have been able to do throughout in a one-off game, I'm hoping that they don't miss Alfredo Morelos too much and they're able to just hang in there and get the win so we could have some more Eagles players in the Champions League. Speaking of Champions League, we will be seeing Anthony Noake against Trabzonspor in the Champions League next season. He scored yet another goal on Saturday, um, which is just incredible, to be fair. They beat Alte 2-1 at home, so their league season is almost over. We know they've already clinched the league uh, already. Um, They end their season playing away against Istanbul Basakşe. So one incredible season they've had and looking forward to seeing them play in the tournament. Uh, I just want to double check that Trabzonspor have actually made it to the tournament. Oh no, they're going to play in the championship round. So that's a shame to see because they've allowed Austria and Scotland to overtake them in the UEFA coefficients. So we'll see Trabzonspor in the playoff round um, where they'll need to win one of the We'll see what they play anyway, but they need to they need to qualify for that at this point in time. Uh, we may also see Rangers have to qualify um, in the qualification rounds if they're not able to do it. But hopefully, Noakeme and Trabzonspor will end up in the tournament. Speaking of Champions League qualifiers, we'll also see Bright Osai, Samos, Fenerbahce in the Champions League qualifiers. Um, although they have a few more games to play if they're able to make it. Um, this is because they're currently second in the league and they need just one point which they could secure on Saturday when they play Yeni Malatya Spur away. They, he did start last weekend in the new new draw to Ame Musa's Fatikar Gumruk, by the way. It'll be good to see him be looked at by Jose Pacero as well, but I won't be surprised if we see him come back to the Premier League in the summer. I mean, he's not been in the Premier League before. He came from QPR, but I'm sure some Premier League teams are looking at him. Um, Chinese Awaziem came on for the last 21 minutes. Last week, Wednesday, for Alanya Spur, as they got knocked out of the Turkish Cup semi-final. They lost 3-2 on aggregate and after a 1-1 draw on the night. Um, and then he got injured, um, so he didn't play in their game at home on Sunday as they beat Gaziantep 3-0. So they're still fifth in the league. That may mean a Europa League qualification spot, but I'll confirm in the future. Their final game of the season is against Fatih Gumruk away on Sunday. And Ahmed Musa, finally, he did also start the game, which ended 0-0 against Fenerbahce away. And he'll be in action to end the season against Alanya Spur at home on Sunday. Shidai GK in the Russian League for CSK Moscow started as they lost 1-0 to Krasnodar away on Sunday. They're now fifth in the league, so it's been a disastrous season. And we know that no Russian team is going to be able to play in Europe next year. So I hope he gets a move in the summer, to be honest. They end their season on Saturday with a home game against FC Rostov. Um, And then just to wrap up the podcast, 
in Czech Republic, we've seen Peter Lainka and Yurasor. Um, Yurasor scored on Wednesday in the league uh, in a 1-1 draw against Bank Ostrava. Um, and then Slavia Prague lost 2-1 to Sparta Prague in the derby on Sunday. So they're now officially second and they've ended the season in second place in the league. Um, so pretty sad considering they won the league last season. Um, and then finally, Omania Nicosia. We saw Abdullah Shehu start and Francis Ozo played the entire second half in a 5-2 win over Payek away on Saturday in the league. They wrap up their season on Friday with Olympiakos Nicosia on Friday. Star Boy of the Week. We have to give a shout out to our Star Woman of the Week or Star Girl of the Week. Azat Oshuala for ending the season as the top goal scorer in the women's La Liga. Incredible achievement. She plays for the best women's side I've ever watched in my life. Like, Barcelona women's are incredible. And hopefully she could end another Champions League crown um, after winning the Champions League last season. But star boy of the week for me has to be Tawa Winnie. What an incredible season he's had for Union Berlin since his um, initial loan was made permanent in the summer. To score 15 Bundesliga goals in 31 appearances is no mean feat um and i mean it's no easy achievement and this is playing for union berlin who were not necessarily highly fancied by a lot of people in the league yes we know they played in the uf conference league this season but for them to make the step up to the europa league now and to only be missing out on champions league by one point to the likes of rb leipzig Bayer Leverkusen, dortmund bayern those are real heavyweights of germany is an absolutely phenomenal achievement wants to watch for the week Obviously, we got the Europa League final tomorrow. Make sure you're supporting Jaribo and Calvin Bassi. And if you listen to this, I urge you to watch more Rangers games because you'll see how good Bassi and Aribo are. So when I hear them being slandered in Nigerian circles, it really, really pisses me off. But yeah, we hope we wish them all the best and hope that they could win on Wednesday. On Saturday, as Ushuala will be playing in the UCL final for women's against Lyon, two best teams in women's football for sure. And we know that Lyon have Ada Hadeberg, who's back playing for Lyon after she was injured for a while. So this could be a really, really tasty game, but my money's on Barcelona to win. Salernitana, Joe Lobi's team need one point to seal there to avoid relegation and remain in Syria. Um, and they're playing as Isaac Successes Udinese on Sunday. Isaac Success is unfortunately injured, but he's had a very decent season himself as well. Uh, and then interestingly enough, we've got Samu Chikweze playing Barcelona away on Sunday. So that should be an interesting game. Um, and that will pretty much be it for the football season. So the next episode of the podcast next week will be wrapping up pretty much the football season club-wise. Um, and then I'll be doing a preview of our friendly game, what we can expect against Mexico, and also a bit of an end-of-season review for who's shined the brightest, who has let us down a little bit, and who are the ones to watch for next season who are of Nigerian heritage or are Nigerian. Everybody's Nigerian if they have Nigerian heritage as far as concerned. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks again for listening with me. I appreciate everybody who takes the time to watch or listen to the podcast. You know, we're just trying to do our part as always. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms where you can get a podcast or on our YouTube channel, Nigeria Football Weekly. Remember, you can follow us across our social media channels on Twitter at NFW Pod, Instagram at Nigeria Football Weekly, Facebook facebook.com slash nigerfootballweekly um, and you can also email us nigerfootballweekly at gmail.com so if you've got any interesting thoughts or things you'd like to say if you've got any sponsors out there for us you know that we could maybe try and elevate the podcast or introduce some new segments for next season that'll be much appreciated thanks again to every single listener and i'll catch you next week enjoy all the football for the rest of the week
Peace out.